0: To the crazy professor, but it might just work amazing podcast. Episode 17 Crazy Ex Girlfriends. Here I'm going to look at a few questions I've been asked about relationships, often involving the term crazy ex girlfriend. Firstly, It's probably worth pointing out that the term crazy ex-girlfriend can be problematic to some people. It can be used as a label by some men towards women they may have been in abusive or controlling relationships with, and the label removes any blame from the males for their actions, and thereby shifts the blame onto the woman, suggesting that she is inherently unstable and defective, and thereby insinuating the problems in any such relationship may have been the fault of the woman and not the man. If the crazy ex-girlfriend is not coping well with a breakup, it again implies she is defective and possibly even dangerous. Crazy ex-girlfriend, as you can probably imagine, is a term that I'm not very comfortable in using. Question number one. Is there a normal length of time to get over a breakup? E.g., I once read that it takes a third of the time that you were together, but can it really be as formulaic as that? Well, it's too simplistic to think there's a regulation period of time with which we can get over a breakup. Just like when we lose anything in life, a loved one or a family member, a job or a pet, there is no set grieving period. Feelings of sadness, loss and grief are subjective emotions and they involve complex processes that we often have little insight into at the time. And it obviously involves different durations for everyone, depending on individual personal factors and the nature of the relationship with the ex. Also, it's a fallacy to use the phrase get over a relationship or get over an ex. It assumes that people always do get over relationship breakups. And the truth may be that sometimes this does not happen for everybody. There may be some relationships that some people can't get over and fully move on from. And that actually may be quite normal for them. People who cannot fully move on should not be made to feel they are defective because of this assumption or labelled as a crazy ex-girlfriend. Does everybody not have that one ex or former relationship that they've been able to get fully over? I suspect some people might do that more than we imagine. Some formulas often crop up about a supposed length of time to grieve over an ex, but there really is no psychological basis or valid evidence to such theories. Beyond the saying that time can be a great healer and the added understanding that the power of distraction is also helpful in the process, little else has proved to be true in studies of heartbreak. Yes, heartbreak really is a thing that psychologists can research and study. Some people suggest it takes one month to get over every year of the relationship, whilst others suggest it can take up to one third of the length of the relationship. The truth is, such theories are meaningless, other than being designed to give some hope to the heartbroken and hopeless when they may need it most, and perhaps that's the point of such legends and theories doing the rounds. The best hallmarks of what marks the right length of time needed to get over an X happens when the individual starts to feel better, or they start to focus on other things, and when they are generally back to resuming their normal daily functioning without too much upset occurring but that can vary massively between all of us. Question two. Why do some people find it harder than others to get over a relationship ending? Does your general mental health have anything to do with it? For example, might people with anxiety and depression tend to struggle more as they're already prone to unhealthy thought patterns and rumination? Hmm. Well, the negative emotions involved in getting over a breakup have little to do with poor mental health. Heartbreak can be long and painful for anyone, irrespective of their mental health status. We shouldn't assume that breakups will be much worse for those with depression or anxiety, especially if the relationship or the ex themselves was the actual source of the mental unhappiness, which of course many people may not realize until after such a relationship has ended. Some other factors can play a part in how well people cope or not, and these are possibly more influential than in mental health status. Other influences, such as the levels and the quality of social support, the ability to let off steam when needed, keeping physically active, not relying on alcohol, drugs or food to get by, having other meaningful relationships, and an ability to be distracted by other activities are all good things. Importantly, having hope and other things on the horizon to focus on, work, friends, fun, family, pets and children, are all helpful in maintaining function and getting over the situation. Of course, these factors do tend to be those things that people with good mental health often already have in their lives. But the absence of those factors does not necessarily mean that a breakup will be impossible to get over. As ever, it is individual differences in things like personality, coping skills, mental attitude and personal resilience that can determine how well people will fare after a breakup. More importantly, in terms of what factors make it harder to get over the processing of a former relationship, it can depend on who was the dumper and who was the dumpee in the relationship, and who instigated the breakup. Research shows that it takes less time to get over a relationship for those who end it, or who instigate the process, than for those who are dumped. Again, this is where psychologists seem to tell us things we already know through common sense. Unsurprisingly, the best kind of breakups are those which are mutually agreed upon, where both partners are happy to end things with as little difficulty as possible. And yes, the mutual breakup really can happen. Question 3. How much does the circumstances in which relationship ends contribute towards the recovery of a breakup? Well, in addition to what I've already said about social support, etc., and positive mental attitude, The circumstances of the breakup can impact upon how easy it is to move on. Was there infidelity? Was the heartbreak involved? And are the ex-partners going to try and remain friendly and civilised? Were children involved? With so many factors involved in relationships in both pre- and post-breakup behaviour, it's quite apparent that each breakup is different and quite unique. Some breakups can be traumatic and involve massive upheaval and life-altering changes in circumstances. And it is no surprise that some breakups can be extremely difficult to move on from. Interestingly, the Samaritans undertook some interesting research a couple of years ago and found that it is middle-aged men who tend to do less well after life-changing breakups and marriage dissolution, in that they often lose the family home, they have less access to their children, and they may be living in reduced circumstances following the breakup. Such changes have been associated with significant decreases in health through to increases in suicidal death amongst this demographic. This is something that we're only just beginning to understand and offer help with. And although it may sound dramatic, the ending of relationships can have massive impacts upon mortality levels and general morbidity. And this really is a genuine public health problem that society faces. The health costs and behavioural costs of broken hearts in society are real and place massive burdens upon the health and social care systems. You've been listening to Your Crazy Professor, but it might just work, amazing podcast. Hope it's been useful. And hope it's been informative.